Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies! With me, remotely, from a socially distanced chamber, is my good friend, fellow podcaster, you know him, you love him, it's David Flora! Yeah, baby. Welcome, Flora. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. We are recording this right now on May 5th, 2021. Cinco de Mayo. Ah, Flora, it's good to see you again, if only through a screen. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Size all around, everybody. Size all around. Now, Blaster Podcast, fuck, Muff Movies is a... (laughs) I will not. Muff Movies is a... uh, podcast where we um, honor some of our favorite films through the creative process of improvisation. We act out these films using nothing but our own voices, uh, our ingenuity, and some tiny notes. Flora, what is uh, tonight's movie that we are going to be muffling? Tonight's movie is one of my all-time favorite movies, the classic Back to the Future. Yeah, so that timestamp shit in the beginning, like, that might play in later. (laughs) (laughs) It won't. (laughs) I can't back that up. Um, Speaking of backing it up, Flora, uh, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me at blurryphotos.org. That's my podcast about the paranormal and weird stuff. And uh, now you can find me at quizbangpod.com, which is my trivia podcast that I... Uh, host with my wife, Annie. Uh, <clears throat> enough shooting around. You're not here to listen to us fuck the mics. You're here to listen to us. <laughs> You're here to listen to some comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Back to the Future. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Clocks. Clocks is all you hear until we get a slick title. Back to the future in all its 80s shiny chromey glory. Camera fades in to a wall of clocks. No, not just a wall. Shelves, floors, everything full of clocks. Clocks everywhere. Cat clocks, cuckoo clocks, owl clocks, poodle clocks, grandfathers. Uh, pr- pretty sure there's there's just like a, a scale you weigh things on there that's masquerading as a clock. We, we keep going to see uh, a dog food in, in robotic fashion because there's a robotic arm opening a can of dog food and slurping it out on the floor into a gigantic, gross-ass pile that looks like shit. (laughs) From the corner of this strange, clock-filled room, we see a 1980s television set, which is still left on. The quaffed 1980s television journalist reads from a stack of papers, because I guess this is before teleprompters, (laughs) uh, and delivers the early morning news. The news today is as follows. For all you intellectuals out there, I have memorized everything that I am about to say because I am a professional and I am not paid to do this for entertainment. Libyan terrorists have claimed that they stole uh, plutonium from uh, some lab somewhere, but the lab says, no, it didn't get stolen. We're not that uh, stupid to let plutonium just get stolen by terrorists. More on that later. I think in the actual movie, like, there might be some, like, offhand remark about, like, a bunch of cocaine. Like, it has nothing to do with the plutonium or the, the Libyan terrorist who stole it, but... Um, is it the I lead story? It, yeah, I think as the camera is moving yeah. and, like, forgetting about the news, I think they're like, cocaine found in Miami yachts. And I, I think you'll find <laughs> <laughs> every yacht in Miami packed full of cocaine. I think... <laughs> I think you'll find that there's a lot of like weird adult things in this movie that they kind of like tried to sneak in. Sure. I'll I'll pop up video those as we encounter them. (laughs) Speaking of pop up, toast burnt to hell and back (laughs) keeps popping up in a toaster. Everything is roboticized. Everything is on a timer and uh, just uh, automatically doing its thing. And nobody is in this 
living space that we can tell, this dirty, dirty, disgusting living space. Uh, there are pictures of Edison and Benjamin Franklin. There's a framed picture of uh, uh, the Brown Mansion destroyed by fire, a newspaper clipping. Um, there's a, a coffee pot pours coffee into no pot. Anarchy! <gasps> when suddenly, who doth appear at the door? It's young Mike Will J. Fox. Mike Will J. Fox. <laughs> Sleepily <laughs> making his way in. <laughs> uh, Michael J. Fox, that ah, oh, just so full of life, so young, and just like a mm, tight little unit. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you glean all that just from his sneakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From, we see his cool 1980s high top sneakers um, as he opens the door to Doc Emmett Brown's home. Uh, Michael J. Fox, a.k.a. Marty McFly, uh, dances into the room feeling high on his own youth and virility. <laughs> he He's atop a skating board, and he kicks the skateboard. You know, pop up. I was always really, like, impressed with the like way that he puts the skate, his backpack, his school yeah. backpack, on the skateboard and just kicks it across the room. And the backpack, like, fits perfectly. On the board, like <laughs> not a lot in that it's, backpack. It's the kind of thing I watched as a kid, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the thing." Um, and I, I had, I haven't seen this movie in so long, and I'd forgotten like how weird and like beautiful. <laughs> oh, I, I'll tell you what for for those of you at home rewatching, um, just just pay attention to Mar um to Michael J. Fox's manipulation of of a skateboard throughout the movie. It's it's kind of amazing. Like, yeah, it's it's really subtle. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if he like, you know, those actors who are like, oh, I had to play a jester. So I trained uh, juggling with a expert from Italy have, for right? 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he found like he, he went to a French Simpson. school for skateboarding and, you know, <laughs> Jacques spent <a> summer. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got his red skateboard out of it. <laughs> that's a, a like a clown school re reference for anybody who didn't major in theater <laughs> pretty prestigious um yeah so uh 17 year old marty mcfly um is interning i guess or helping out uh the you scientist know, relationship <laughs> <laughs> they're just good friends they're just friends um they're just friends uh, and he kicks his skateboard uh, willy-nilly across the filthy chamber, and it rolls under Doc's military-style cot that he sleeps on, <laughs> and unbeknownst to Marty, clunks into a, a big weapons case, glowing with a, a dangerous mystery magic plutonium. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Is this how E.T. gets created? Well. We'll find out. There is a phone later. And then, as Marty McFly is searching for his friend, Dr. Emmett Brown, and his dog, Einstein, Doc's, Doc's dog, he notices no one's home. And so he decides there's only one path to take when in this situation. He apparently finds a guitar and plugs it into a wall that is a speaker. Yes, I don't know why, but Doc has, like, <laughs> one Giant speaker. It's like the size of the clock tower's clock face. <laughs> it's and not bigger. Marty, um, like, twists all these knobs and, like, like clicks open levers and, like, Frankenstein switches all sorts of very scientific, very, like, cliche laboratory equipment, turning up the, like, output, the power, the overdrive, oh, all that, the way the up. the word of the 80s. Yeah, overdrive. overdrive. We hear the electric hum as magnificent amounts of electricity uh, channel through into the speaker system. Marty plugs in his little, <laughs> little tiny little fucking uh, guitar. His Michael cord. J. Fox sized guitar. <laughs> Uh, this seems like a pretty good idea, Marty says, <laughs> and strums the world's first example of a power chord. 
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Levels a city block. Oh, my God. And it is the, so cool. <laughs> the lab is reduced to rubble that comes down on top of him. His eyes melt out jelly-like. His ears gush forth geysers of blood. And Marty McFly has breathed his last. <laughs> Suddenly... Wow! 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 In a an amazing electric lightning ball of blue special effects energy, we see the naked Terminator sent back to replace Marty McFly from the future. A perfect replica in every way. It stands robotically, looks around at Doc's destroyed lab. Uh, shrugs at the camera and uh, puts on Marty's <laughs> singed clothing. Oh well, I guess uh, I guess I'm Marty from now on," <laughs> says the cyborg. <laughs> Suddenly, <clears throat> the phone rings. Rang rang. The American rang, phone rang. rings. <laughs> it's Doc American Brown. American phone. You're damn right. <laughs> Marty! Marty! Are you there? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, uh, this is M- 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 Marty McFly. Are you in my lab without me again? Um, yeah, uh, Doc. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, um. No, no, no. You know, no, no, no. It's okay. Well, I expected you. Oh, cool. Hey, remember that thing I told you about tonight? Twin Pines Mall, 1 15 a.m. I, I got an experiment. I know. I need you. It's but it, Doc. Okay, I gotta meet you at the parking lot of a shopping mall at one fifteen in the morning. I'm seventeen years old. You were alive in the nineteen fifties. It's the nineteen eighties. Okay, okay. So you could be thirty, like at the at the least. Wait, no. Okay, I'm bad at math. I'm just a robot. I mean, I'm just a boy. Anyway, Doc, I'm not saying it's shady that you want me to meet you in the middle of the night in a parking lot. But it doesn't look great, you know? Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, tonight, Twin Pines Mall, 115. Don't be late. Yeah, 115, no problem. It's not like I woke up early for school or anything. It's, I mean, it's already gong, 8 o'clock. Gong, 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 gong. Oh, hold on. Doc, it's your... <laughs> Doc, it's your novelty time donkey clock. It's the only one that was left still intact after the what? sonic sonic boom. Is that my donkey clock? Yeah, yeah, it says eight o'clock. It says eight o'clock. I gotta get to school. You know, as everyone knows, eight thirty is late time here in Central Valley High. That's great, sweet, sweet Valley High. My experiment worked. It's my donkey clock is exactly twenty five minutes early. Uh, uh, slow. What? I said it's actually. Yeah, yeah, it's slow. It's eight twenty five in reality. That's what I'm saying. You can do math, Marty. That's why I like you, Doc. What, what kind of experiment is that? Isn't that just punking me? One fifteen a.m. Twin Pines Mall. Bye. Okay, where are you? What? <laughs> where are you calling from? Nanya. <laughs> What's Nanya? Nanya business. Oh shit! You better go to school. Smash cut. Montage time. Oh my god! We get that famous Hughie Lugus in the Nugs song <laughs> called "Back in Time" or something. So we see a travel Montague. It's that famous book in time. (laughs) Marty McFly, Flyborg, um, (laughs) perfectly imitating a really cool uh, 1985, 17 year old boy in his prime, uh, skateboards across town. Okay, I noticed, by the way, Doc's lab is located. Immediately next to a Burger King. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that's I think that's product placement, but it seems dangerous to have fucking plutonium <laughs> like right next to a place where people eat. Well, I don't know. I have it your way. But look, uh, so far, so far, when we get to this Mont- Montague, we have product placement from Nike, Burger King, Mountain Dew, Texaco, and Toyota. Wow. That is a uh, efficient montage. It really is. They're really getting it all out of the way. So there's one cool thing that Cyborg Marty McFly does in this, um, it, which is 
he does his skateboard, uh, you know, standing on it and letting the wheels roll on the uh, on the road just like a normal boy would. Uh, but then he hooks his cybernetic fingers onto the back of a pickup truck and he uses that truck as a uh, free ride to uh, to propel him forward. And he's like. He's like taking advantage, mechanical advantage <laughs> of these cars, which uh, fake sci-fi writer Neil Stevenson would eventually mimic in his shitty book called Snow Crash. Come at me, sci-fi bros, <laughs> with, with traffic surfers grabbing onto cars and like using their momentum. And he's real cocky about it, too. Man, he's waving at all the girls in the gym and uh, jazzercising. And uh, and he's he's flipping from car to car. He's really dexterous on this. Gal thing. Gadot runs past him because it's the same era, and she's like, "Very good job, I'm Gal Gadot." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gal Gadot fans. <laughs> Don't come it's at the the 1980s. <laughs> This is what someone born in Israel sounds like, maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, flash cut to the entrance of School University, the high school for kids. <laughs> we see the beautiful, poofy haired Jennifer walking down the front stairs of the high school. She intercepts. Marty McFlybot, just as he was about to enter school a little bit late. Marty, don't go this way. Uh, Strickland's really on a tear. I think he's, I don't know, he, he's not getting enough iron or something in his diet. Who knows? But if, he, if you go this way, he's going to catch you. And that'll be four tardies in a row. And you know what they say about four tardies in a row? What? You can't hoe them. <laughs> I forgot you were raised by farm folk. That's right. I was in the more valley section of Hill Valley. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got a lot of uh, wisdom, uh, like salt of the earth stuff. Well, Jennifer, uh, please continue ogling me as you do. <laughs> as your character. Oh, I feel bad for your character. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Jennifer, what? As, we, as we all know, Principal Strickland is the strictest in the land. I can't be caught with four tardies or he'll take away my... Um, guitar license so let's sneak around the back of the school and then i can infiltrate this thing like some sort of cybernetic organism clad in human tissue that is intended to infiltrate people of this time huh i'm i mean uh looking good beb oh <laughs> thanks marty cut to the inside hallway of the school marty and jennifer did I say Jessica? Jennifer. Yennefer. Mar Marty and Yennefer. <laughs> oh, Yennefer. <laughs> Fuck. They <laughs> Marty mm. and Yennefer are deftly maneuvering Assassin's Creed style uh, through all the halls, <laughs> all the corridors, when suddenly Principal Strickland spots them from his hiding place, uh, ninja'd up on the ceiling. <laughs> he drops down with salamander-like reflexes onto the floor. <laughs> Going somewhere? <laughs> oh no, uh, it's Trickland. That's right, McFly and human female. You're getting four tardies today. Strickland pulls out his bandolier filled with tardy slips. <laughs> and he slaps, uh, slips... Onto both of the kids' nips. <laughs> Whoa, inappropriate. I kind of liked it. That's right, it's the 80s. <laughs> now listen, McFly, this is your fourth tardy, which means we're suspending your guitar license. So after tryouts to, uh, after school today, because we all know you're trying out for the big, I don't know, concert or whatever, that's really not an important part of the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take your guitar and I'm going to, Lock it up in my basement of confiscated kids' goods. Oh, man. That's right. Also, and Strickland puts his nose right, right on Michael J. Fox's nose. <laughs> nose to nose. It's like something an improviser would do when panicking in the middle of a scene and has no <laughs> ideas. 
You know what, McFly? You're a slacker. You're a, you've always been a slacker. Your father was a slacker when he went to school here, even though I was also principal here at the time. And so I'm a kind of ageless entity, I guess. Because uh, I'm not that old. I'm just bald. Anyway, <laughs> uh, your whole family will never amount to anything. And by the way, I gave you hepatitis when you weren't looking. <laughs> Marty McFlybot looks down at his thigh and there's a syringe sticking out of it. <laughs> oh, good thing my cybernetic self can fight off any infection. You what? Uh, I mean, oh no, hepatitis. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, also don't forget um, Doc Brown, who's apparently your employer or friend or whatever. Uh, he sucks too. Strickland out! <laughs> he, he, he unhinges his jaw and his tongue... <laughs> <laughs> whips out toad Resident style. Evil style. Yeah, and back to the ceiling and he disappears up in the ceiling tiles. Because he's got to get back in slime. <laughs> <laughs> Marty don't care. The fucks he has for Strickland uh, ran out a long time ago. So, cut to the auditorium. Marty's band is setting up uh, on, the, on the stage while there are four... Uh, Boomers. <laughs> four, four squares. Four total L7s sitting out there uh, on the basketball court waiting to hear what Marty is going to melt their face with. Yeah, Marty introduces his band of misfits as the Pinheads. I feel like the screenwriters were trying to have it both ways here where he's like, oh, let, we're like punk rockers and like we play metal but Marty McFly is also like, you know, I, I believe in good Christian love and doing the right thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> like either you're a scuzz bag who does drugs and fucks or you're not. <laughs> Them's the options. <laughs> if there's one thing that childhood has taught me, it's that. <clears throat> Pinheads. Bill O'Reilly sitting in a corner just shaking his damn head. Um, okay, uh, my name is, uh, Marty McFly, but you already know that, uh, I hope you like it loud, we're the Pinheads, and now here's a s instrumental song, which sounds remarkably like Huey Lewis and the News is back in time, <laughs> self-referential, uh, Howard the Duck, Howard the Duck, get on down to the dinosaur, please, fellas, uh, just what? then, Huey Lewis himself stops the band. <laughs> and with a megaphone, because they're, I don't know, 20 feet away, and who can hear at that distance? <laughs> uh, fellas, I'm afraid this is too darn loud. And we don't have anything to manipulate volume here, so <laughs> next. Oh, Marty McFly looks over at his amplifier, which just has an on-off button, and that's the only <laughs> button available. There is an overdrive switch, but it's uh, broken. Oh, of course. <laughs> Way to go, Marty. I was being Soto Voce with my drums. It was real piano. Pianissimo sometimes. God, you're such a square, Marty. I'm not a square. Marty McFly punches through the wall hey. and Kool-Aid man's out of the scene. <laughs> Smash. Cut. Exterior of the clock tower. Marty and Jennifer are walking around and Marty's just bitching up a storm. I mean, I feel like I want to be a professional musician, but like everyone's like, you're too loud. And like I practiced, I even practiced for 10 minutes last night. I just don't think music is cut out for me. I'm being really um, uncharacteristically pessimistic about this. Uh, by the way, I have an audition tape, <laughs> which I have been meaning to send to a recording studio, like the plot of Airheads, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's ever going to come up again in this movie, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I think I'm, who? No, Marty, quit being so hard on yourself. Be hard on me. But seriously, send that audition tape off. What do you got to lose? What? They just going to say no? Yeah. And I don't think I could take that kind of rejection. <gasps> oh my God. I sound just like Marty's father, my father. <laughs> Oh, Marty, please stop. That's such a turnoff. Your father's 
Such a loser. Yeah, he's the biggest loser ever. I'm ashamed to have come out of his ball sack. <laughs> well, Marty, let's forget about ball sacks. How about we talk about uh, uh, sleeping bags? That like It's like a ball sack you sleep in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Jennifer, um, you know, the most important thing to me right now is that tomorrow night, or maybe this weekend, we've got... Big, I haven't read my dossier on what time Marty was going to do this. I mean, I'm going to do this. Uh, but uh, we have big plans to go off to the woods, just you and me privately, and, you know, maybe sleep under the stars, maybe do even a little bit more than sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Says NyQuil J. Fox, <laughs> started, starting to fall asleep, looking into Jennifer's big loving eyes. Um, ah, suddenly, Marty is stirred from his uh, 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 his sexual reverie when he spots the most attractive thing in the world to him, a shiny black pickup truck. Now, here's the other thing. Can I, can I just say this? I don't, I don't know how cool pickup trucks were considered in 1985, but to me, like a teenager like um, sweating over a pickup truck it implies a very specific like location and culture, which is like, you know, like kind of guy that likes to go muddened and is into deer hunting, listens to country music. And Marty McFly just seems like too much of a Yankee <laughs> to be like, oh my God, this hot pickup truck. Like what, what is the appeal? He lives in a world where DeLoreans exist <laughs> and he's like, oh, I gotta With get this Toyota. pickup truck. Yeah. What? Is it just product placement? Yeah. Oh Yeah. You know it. I mean, in before the uh, the newscaster uh, was talking, they had an uh, advertisement or a commercial playing about the new Toyotas. And mm. then when he when he was uh, uh, wheeling around on stuff, uh, you see a Toyota dealership, and uh, yeah, Toyota for everybody, man. Toyota forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also in the scene, by the way, uh, Marty McFly. <laughs> Who supposedly like loves Jennifer, maybe <clears throat> like is talking to her. No, she's talking to him. And he does what that guy in the meme does where like <laughs> he turns a, a pretty, yeah, a pretty aerobics girl passes him and he looks like, like a wolf at her ass for a long amount of time. And Jennifer has to like crank his head back to her <laughs> and be like, boys will be boys. And it's like, come on, dude. Like. Not cool. That's so 80s. That's so 80s. But she gets his attention back once more, and the two lean in for a sacred kiss. Um, when, um, 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 um. when suddenly, jingle, 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 save the clock tower! Oh. Right <laughs> in their face, because everything gets stuck in Marty's face in this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> Good to watch for. Drink every time something gets stuck in Marty's face. That's right. Noses, cans of change. At 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 Fedewa. At Fedewa. Uh this uh, this middle-aged lady, straight, just fresh from church service. She uh, simply cannot read the room. <laughs> sticks this can of change in their faces, asking them to preserve the clock tower, which the mayor wanted to um or refurbish or or whatever. Yeah. Mayor Goldie Hahn. <laughs> mayor Goldie Hahn. <laughs> Uh, Michael J. Fox looks, I mean, <laughs> Marty Bot looks back at the clock tower. Huh, I never noticed. I guess it isn't running. <laughs> How long's this been going on? This has been going on for 30 years. It stopped at 10.04 p.m. when lightning struck it. And now that stupid Goldie Hawn wants to make it work again when it's a national historic landmark and we have submitted paperwork to UNESCO to make this a World Heritage Site and we're still waiting to hear back, but we really need some more funding. Can you give us some change? Uh, yeah, look, here's a quarter, and in 1985, that's like, I guess, $3,000. Just fuck off. Bless you, son. Here, take a flyer. Ah! She shoves a flyer in his face. <laughs> Drink. The tiny man on a hang glider <laughs> strikes Marty in the face. Oh, sacre bleu! <laughs> falls down to the ground. It's a flyer. It's a Philadelphia flyer. Uh, oh, fuck, I should have given him a Philly accent. <laughs> Give me some water ice. <laughs> uh, things are looking gritty for Marty. 
But uh, Jennifer once again wrangles his attention for a kiss. Oh, because your kiss, your kiss is they are They are smooshing like two hot teenagers when suddenly uh, a little car is seen. <laughs> Probably a Toyota. Probably a Toyota. And behind it is the dangerous looking face of Mr. Jennifer, Jennifer's father. <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Sorry. Jennifer, you better get your fucking ass in this fucking car and get your lips off that fucking boy. And I'm going to come up there and I'm going to teach you a lesson and being a good little daughter. Capiche? Uh, my dad's here, Marty. I got to go. Oh, I, I didn't know. I thought that man was your kidnapper. <laughs> No, not this time. See ya. But wait, by the way, are you seeking asylum in your grandma's house tonight? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, you can't call me. Call me there. Uh, Here, here's the number. She scribbles a, uh, what what amounts to sexting in the 80s. Ooh. And then she sticks her tongue straight down his gullet. Ah, Resident Evil style. (laughs) (laughs) Marty, <laughs> you taste so metallic. Oh, well. Yeah, it's because I have COVID. <laughs> he shrugs. Makes sense. Bye. Ah, uh, get in the fucking vehicle. <laughs> 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 Mr. Jennifer slides over to the passenger side because he's not technically allowed to drive, and Jennifer drives them off. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, life isn't bad. Marty crumples up the, <laughs> the, the, the piece of paper that has Jennifer's number and says, I love you, heart, heart, heart on it. Suddenly, from out the bushes behind him, Huey Lewis pops up and starts singing about the power of love. Oh. Is it the power of love that's like, I want a new drug? But that's the power of love. Drugs. Nothing. Drugs. I want a new drug. No, okay, it's not... <laughs> Drugs. Power of drugs. Wait, what's Ghostbusters like? <laughs> <laughs> I need to find out which one's like, I want a new drug that is not Weird Al's, I want a new duck. It's driving me crazy, and now it's going to drive my podcast audience crazy until I figure it out. Smash cut. <clears throat> okay. The, Mar- the McFly home. Marty, Marty <laughs> is being drug along <laughs> because he... He missed his meat hook on the back of another truck, and but his shirt got caught, so he just got drugged 30 miles home. Sparks are flying <laughs> off of his metallic back, which has been rent of its false human skin. <laughs> oh boy, I'm going to really have to wear my puffer puffer vest for the entire time I'm hanging out with these humans, otherwise they'll see my metallic, uh, bo- uh what is it, exoskeleton. <laughs> oh no! Marty uses his um, red Terminator vision, and we can see <laughs> a tow truck is pulling the sacred family station wagon by Toyota out of uh, the McFly's tiny half-sized driveway <laughs> and towing it off to car jail. Whoa! What, Dad? I needed that car. He says as he storms into the McFly's tiny yurt. <laughs> George McFly, a.k.a. Crispin Glover, is completely uh, getting taken to task by the beefy Donald Trump-esque Biff Tannen. (laughs) He is Trump-esque in his own way. Oh, very much, yeah. Although, honestly, I prefer Biff. Sure. Sorry, (laughs) Trump-ass. I'm voting for President Tannen. (laughs) No. Oh, wait. Donald Trump. Oh, boy. Who's got a Donald Trump voice? Uh, Mick. McFly, <laughs> um, excuse me, uh, McFly. I don't have a Donald Trump. I don't I either, really. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, back to Porkins. <laughs> uh, McFly, hey, idiot. Way to crash your own car uh, through telekinetic interference as I was driving it. Uh, why would you lend me such a piece of shit car that has a blind spot on it? I mean... Th- I, I didn't even see those kids that I ran over. And thank God that there was a monastery to finally break the car's fall. Uh, you know, Biff, I, 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 I don't know. I guess they just don't make them like they used to. Uh. No, they certainly don't. 
And by the way, if you expect me to pay for the damages, you got another. Ooh, hello. <laughs> this says, and suddenly he sees the entire uh, Christmas goose that the <laughs> McFly family has been saving up all year to buy in one fell swoop. Uh, Biff Tannen unhinges his snake-like jaw and unleashes his liquor tongue, sweeping all of the hot victuals off the table and gulping them down in one gluttonous swallow. Ah, that'll help take the edge off. Oh, I wonder what you guys are going to have for supper. Well, you know, uh, Biff, uh, I'm just glad that... uh... Uh, it tasted good for you. I will. We'll, we'll figure something out. I think. Uh, I, I think uh, my wife uh, broke a lamp or something. I, I guess we could eat the glass shards. Uh, oh, glass shards! You ought to watch out. They're bad for your brain. And as we know, uh, you ain't got much to spare. <laughs> 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 George, his laugh is like saying ouch, but like laughing at the same time. (laughs) What says you only have one keg of beer in the fridge? Biff chomps open the keg of beer and with a powerful Shrek-like hand squeezes it out. It horks up into the air cartoon style and he he, he drinks it all in his uh, child swimming pool sized maw. (laughs) You know, I'm a descendant of the great Terrere. Uh, a French freak who could swallow anything. Look him up. History. <laughs> did you know I just did an extra soda on that dude? I didn't know that. Although I should have known that because I get your extra sodas. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was this last month. What a bad friend am I? Hey, thanks for doing my podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, wait a minute, Biff T. Annan. Uh, you can't just boss my dad around like that, says Marty McFly's cybernetic replicant. <laughs> what are you looking at, butthead? Not much, just a piece of shit, Marty says, and he, he grabs the uh, empty keg <laughs> from Biff's hand and compacts it down, patting it like super fast until it's a perfectly shined, round Doku Doku sphere. <laughs> I don't know what Doku Doku is. (laughs) Good thing I warmed it up for you. Hey, say hello to your mom for me. Wait, I was trying to show off my strength. He throws the sphere through the wall. I'm not paying for that either. (laughs) Biff finishes jerking off and (laughs) and on his way out. (laughs) By the way, you better have all of my work done for me at the office. Uh, Because it takes me a while to get it uh, typed out. I have to hire a whole different nerd to do that for me. So get it to me by uh, Saturday. But don't deliver it in the morning, because Saturday's Biff's time. (laughs) Uh, All right, Biff. I I, I guess I'll uh, I'll work on that tonight, and and then I'll I'll just get it over to you. All right, may you be well, may you be free of danger, and may your happiness increase. Namaste. (laughs) And then he points at at George's shoe and says, what's that? Uh, And as George looks down, Biff uppercuts him. (laughs) Oh, no, good. (laughs) George McFly is knocked unconscious, (laughs) sprawled out on the dinner table of empty plates. Ah, you're so gullible, McFly. Biff then <laughs> exits and then goes and beats up a car down on the pier. <laughs> George McFly, uh, shaking the stars and cartoon birds from his head, gets down on his hands and knees with a dustpan and slowly begins sweeping up the the fragments of melted flesh that, that Biff Tannen leaves behind everywhere he goes, Clayface style. Well, I... How was your day, son? Oh, Dad, it was just awful. Um, you know, I, I like I, I was I, I had plans uh to go to the um totally safe like boys weekend that you and mom are approving of uh in the car, and now the car's wrecked. How the hell am I supposed to get to make out point if there's no car to drive up there with? Well, you know, son, sometimes life just doesn't work out that way. Would you like any of this uh, melted flesh before I toss it? 
No, in fact, I, I don't even want to be your son. Marty walks over to the family photo album and he chucks it in the roaring fire. Well, I guess I deserve that one. That one's on me. Yeah, smash cut. Two, later that evening, it's the family dinner. We see the entire McFly brood. Lorraine McFly, Marty's mom, brother McFly, sister McFly. <laughs> you know, the liturgical McFlies. <laughs> and, uh, of course, old dad uh, eating, like, Peanut weird... Like what he, the hell is he, that stuff? He pours a box of peanut brittle like no human pours boxes of stuff uh, into this little tiny bowl. And the peanut brittle, I think there's more that gets outside the bowl than is actually in it. And then he just starts going to town on it. So the peanut brittle's everywhere. They're, they're slipping and sliding on it on the floor. <laughs> um, David, the older brother, is in some kind of like fry cook uh, costume. Yeah, watching, it's like uh, a non-denominational Burger King outfit. <laughs> Out of all the, out of all the uh, the product placement, uh, by the way, in this scene, I'm sure that peanut brittle brittle was some kind of product. They also have Diet Pepsi and Bud Light. Don't forget that. And they're watching uh, uh, the honeymooners. That makes sense because Michael J. Fox is or Marty McFly is apparently a damn expert on the honeymooners later on in the story. Oh yeah. Hey Marty, it's me. Um. Your mother, Lorraine, could you reach the Papa vodka for mommy? I'm just a bit parched and dehydrated, and my ovaries also have dried up from despair. And your uncle, who was supposed to come, the one everyone likes, he didn't get parole on account of how he tried to Shawshank Redemption his way out of jail. But he... He drowned in the shit. <laughs> Uncle Jailbird Joey? Yeah. Uncle Shitbird Joey? <laughs> hey, Marty, don't call our Uncle um, Shitbird, okay? Just because you're like Mr. Popular who has a girlfriend doesn't mean you can like judge other people. Like, look at me. I'm probably an adult. Like, maybe I'm kind of dressed like a grown woman and I'm your sister. Um... And just because I'm like perpetually single and the entire comic series, Kathy, was modeled after me and my life and my style doesn't mean you can uh, make fun of other family members. OK, Marty? God! Ack! <laughs> Did somebody say God smack? Says the lead singer from God smack poking his head in the, the chunk of wall that Marty threw the, uh, <laughs> the keg sphere through. No, no, sorry. Uh, we 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 said uh, God, and and then she made a sound that sounded like, ah. Oh, okay. Well, if you need me, I'll be on the lawn rolling around. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. That's disturbed. How dare you, God smack man? <laughs> Punches himself in impotent rage. Oh, uh, like Marty. By the way, while you're outside, like, uh, just really, really uh, a bawling and. Uh, acting like a little grill. Um, Jennifer called like 15 times. Uh, she's really needy, you know? What? My Jennifer? I forget whether I'm into this or not. But all right. I, I, you know what? Dad, <clears throat> you're the worst loser I've ever seen. Huh? I, yeah. And I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to call Jennifer back. But before I do, Mom, <laughs> I demand to know. What you see in this this halfling of a man, this shadow of his former self. Yeah, Lorraine, what do you see in me? <laughs> Even I wouldn't marry me. Oh, jeez. Um, I forget what my voice was like before. I'll just do Tom Waits. Um, so, you know, Marty, we all make mistakes. And... Uh, your father, back when we were in high school, my dad hit him with a car. And oh my I just God, Mom, I know this story. You've told it like 60 times. Yeah, well, I love telling the part where he gets hit by a car. <laughs> Grandpa but hit then, with a car, and then you go to the fish under the sea dance. It's called the enchantment under the sea dance, you fucking whore, <laughs> says Lorraine, <laughs> clutching her enchantment under the sea dance. Uh... Flyer. 
<laughs> that 30-year-old piece of paper in her uh, one withered <laughs> crow's hand. <laughs> what, Lorraine? What? Anyway, uh, yeah, we went to... We, you know, he got hit by a car. What were you doing in that tree uh, outside of my house anyway that you fell out of? Bird watching, Lorraine. You know that. I've told you that every day now for the past 30 years. Flashback. We see a younger George on the phone with young Michael Caine. So, um, I just don't know what to tell her when, I, when she asks what I was doing in the tree. I'll tell you what. We are up there in the tree, and I ask you, what are you doing here? You say, I'm watching birds. It's flawless. Michael Caine, you're a genius. Shut up. I know it. <laughs> Flash forward. <laughs> yeah, just, just bird watching. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, your father kissed me for the first time at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. It was the first time I'd been kissed <laughs> By a, a ballless man. <laughs> and it was so soft and nurturing. And I just knew, even though I like bad boys, this is the marriageable type. Because he'll never leave me. And he'll always take care of the kids while I'm out fucking. <laughs> George has no idea what's going on in the conversation because he's too busy watching Jackie. <laughs> Flash cut to uh, Marty's, Marty's bedroom. Bed. <laughs> Marty's, <clears throat> Marty's battery had run out by that point, so <laughs> Lorraine carried him up to his bed and put him in a very compromising position on the bed. No human sleeps like that. He sleeps weird. He sleeps like a broken-necked bird. <laughs> anyway, the um, the phone rings. Hello, uh, this is um, the real Marty McFly. It's 12.30 in the morning. Who could this possibly be? Marty, it's me, Doc. You didn't fall asleep, did you? No, oh no, I don't fall asleep. I just power down. Oh, good. Uh, you're still coming to the mall, right? The ball? The mall. The Twin Pines Mall. 115. Uh, be there. Oh, shit. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Marty. Okay. What? Uh, what? You have a credit card, right? <laughs> Run by the radio shack. Pick up a video camera. All right. <laughs> the all, you know, the all-night Radio Shack? Yeah, I remember Radio Shacks when they were around. I'll just buy, like, a $3,000 video camera. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> 115, Twin Pines Mall. Don't be late. Okay, great. Click. <laughs> Gotta get there in time. Huey Lewis reminds what? Marty. What? <laughs> Marty really uh, takes his... <laughs> Shut up, Disturbed. He takes his foot off the brake. And uh, it, it kicks the skateboard into overdrive and arrives <laughs> oh, uh, just a scooch late into the empty parking lot of Twin Peaks Mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the uh, clock on the uh, the Twin Peaks Mall uh, uh, sign says one sixteen. Uh, which famously is used as evidence that there is a conspiracy uh, that Back to the Future predicted 9-11. Uh, and really? just, you know, search search YouTube for it. You'll find it. Wow. That's unfortunate. <laughs> they do, there's that video, <laughs> they, they do so much to tie in 9-11 to Back to the Future. It's pretty amazing. Anyway. <clears throat> Marty McFly arrives in the parking lot uh, but Doc is nowhere to be seen. All there is is that shaggy-haired dog, Einstein, which is I, the breed of dog that I don't know what it's called, but the 1980s loved it. They and sure like, did. Jim Henson put it into Labyrinth, <laughs> and it was like in the Storyteller and the fucking Fraggles. You know, that <laughs> dog kind of looks like a mop. Yeah, the dog the dog that's like mutt, mutt-like, but, but not so much where you don't want to touch it. Just enough to where you want to hug it and love on it. Yeah, it's a real, like, you want to tossle its hair yeah. kind of dog. He's a good boy. Says the guy from Disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> now you all have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he ascends. Um, Doc's, like, weird novelty science van is sitting uh, without the engine running in the parking lot. And suddenly, with a whoosh of space-like sound effects... 
and gases, the pneumatic um, double tread like mm-hmm. military vehicle bridge building G.I. Joe device <laughs> like uh, uh, unfolds itself from the back of the van. Now, I'm sure this thing, like basically it's two little platforms that you can drive a car down the back of. Mm-hmm. Like the wheels go in the in the little, little tracks. <laughs> you just, Flora just like pulled open his hoodie to reveal the Mothman Festival 2017 t-shirt. <laughs> And I don't know if he was trying to distract me, but mission accomplished. <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't actually. Anyway, it seems it seems like an expensive addition to a van that I don't think that uh, like uh, penniless Doc Brown would have. Mm. A- anyway, <laughs> speaking of things that Doc shouldn't have, the van door opens. The van, the back of the van opens, and a 1980s sports car, the DeLorean. Drives out of the van, backs covered out. in backs out of the van, yeah. covered in bleeps and bloops with a novelty license plate that probably cost Doc some money <laughs> that says "Out of Time." That's right. Behold the GMC DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, bitch and car, Doc says uh, the replacement cyborg who is inhabiting Marty McFly's form. So uh, you called me in the middle of the night to woo me with your car? Did you get that camera I asked for? Yeah, so, gonna meet me in the parking lot? I got a camera. I'm underage. Uh, this, I, Doc, I'm really placing a lot of faith that you're not a creep. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Listen, Marty, this is what I've been working on. I wanted to show you. Doc pulls uh, out, after he gets out of the car, he pulls out a giant remote control uh, remote. Like a, like, it's like if you took an RC car remote and blew it up like 10 times. He's got this, this giant thing. I totally forgot about the existence of like RC remotes, but for a long period of time, you know, remote control cars and planes and helicopters and boats, they all had that like giant antenna sure. controller device. And now everybody's drones are just piloted by an app on their cell phone. Times they are a-changing. They are a-changing. Cool invention, Doc. It's a remote control. Oh, that's that's only half of it, Marty. Here. Doc throws him the other half of the remote control. <laughs> Here's the other half. <laughs> now throw wow. it back and I'll attach it. And I'll show you what I'm doing. Okay. Doc attaches the remotes together to make a double-sized remote control. It's oh, like a like water Darth bed. Maul. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, all right. Here, um, uh, start the camera rolling, Marty. I, I, I got something to show you. Marty pops a Betamax into the, the camera. Great. I bought a fresh tape, so we have 30 minutes of filming time. Also, 15 minutes of battery life. Oh, don't worry, Marty. When we get going, we'll have all the time in the world. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean by get going, Doc? Here, look, I'm going to throw Einstein in the car. He puts a dog in the car, buckles the seatbelt, tells it to watch its head, and closes the door. Oh, I see. This is like the the chicken, the fox, and the flower thought experiment. If the dog's in the car, but the remote's outside the car, and the boy doesn't have the remote, how do you keep the boy from eating the dog? Exactly, Marty. (laughs) Exactly. Glad you've been paying attention in science class. Now watch this. He turns the car on with the remote control. <laughs> Holy shit, a remote control car, Doc, we're going to be rich. Marty jumps up and down ecstatically at this amazing invention. This is like James Bond. Marty, Marty, calm down. What? This is what? what I wanted to show you. God damn it, what is it, Doc? Uh, the car spins around the, the parking lot doing donuts and uh, ollies and, and triple axle sow cows. <laughs> but that's just to get it ready. The dog is unhappy. <laughs> you, the, the, the car stops at one point. And you just hear a lone. Uh, Marty and Doc walk over into the path of the, the car as it sits uh, staring at them from the other side of the parking lot. The car is uh, alive. The car, the car is a bit <laughs> sentient. Uh, Marty can scan it with his uh, uh, cyborg view uh, and talk to it some, somewhat, but not a lot. It gives him an upward nod like, sup. <laughs> That's right. All right, 
Uh, here's what we're gonna do, Marty. Uh, uh, now, by my calculations, uh, when this thing hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Wait, are you gonna kill us? No time! No, no, no! <laughs> I mean all the time! We got all the time, Marty! Look! Doc, uh, thrusts his finger forward, and the DeLorean, its wheels begin spinning real fast. And so does the odometer. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. <laughs> like, it's like the wheels are spinning with a, with the speed that would make the car go 88 miles per hour if, like, the wheels were touching the ground or something. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not going any miles per hour. No, <laughs> no. He's just, like, winding it up. It's really for dramatic effect. It is, it is. And then uh, uh, Marty tries to step away uh, because he is worried that the brakes are going to fail and they are going to be plowed down uh, from the clown down. And mm-hmm. uh, Doc shoots him a look like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back over here. Stand in the way of this car. <laughs> the science. Suddenly, Doc flips a switch to release the brakes and the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of greyhounds pour out from over the ridge into the parking lot as the DeLorean speeds forward, gaining and gaining speed. Uh, Doc, it's coming straight for us. Watch this. Uh, Marty struggles with Doc, who is holding him (laughs) firmly in place. (laughs) This is how it ends, This is it. Either this works or we die, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We hear the crackle and spackle of lightning, which, if you've seen the Snyder Cut, can only mean time travel's about to happen, and the DeLorean disappears in a blue bolt of lightning, leaving behind only flaming tire tracks that streak past Doc and Michael McFly, (laughs) leaving them dumbfounded. The uh, novelty license plate out of time, for some reason, detached from the car (laughs) and spins like a smoking ballerina, uh, stopping dramatically on one angle and then... Uh, falling down. Yahtzee! This is how Black Swan ended for me, too. <laughs> Says a smoking ballerina. <laughs> uh, oh, Doc, I can't believe it. You made a vehicle disappear. We're going to be rich. We're going to be rich. Marty jumps up and down. So happy at Doc's practical invention. Not just disappear, Marty. I sent him to the future. One minute to the future, to be precise. Oh, yeah, there's a dog in there, too. Okay. I'm Mar- Marty would care about the dog. Is he okay? No, 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 he's fine. He's fine. Uh, see, I, I, I just figured that uh, uh, since he's small and, you know, not a human, that's who I would experiment on because I am sort of a sociopath, but uh, I like caring for dogs, too. So it, it balances out, Marty. Okay, cool. I guess we'll just wait the 45 other seconds until this thing <laughs> this... comes back. <laughs> Marty, Marty, keep the camera on me. God, you are the world's worst cameraman, Marty. <laughs> like a thousand greyhounds are all swarming the parking lot. <laughs> Some of them are like like moving Doc and Marty like a, a tide of living matter. <laughs> I it's mean, Doc, I want to from the air. I want to film you. It's just hard with all these streaming canines. Come on, Marty. This is the whole reason I got you out here, and this uh, whole reason we have a friendship. I mean, couldn't you have set a camera up on a tripod? What? Oh. You're right. Suddenly. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Look out! Ah! Doc <laughs> does a dive roll and uh, shoves Marty Bud <laughs> as hard as he can. Unfortunately for Doc, Marty McFly uh, has been replaced by a Terminator and now weighs about 800 pounds. <laughs> Doc smashes into the <laughs> into the frame of Marty and collapses with a broken jaw. And the car, <laughs> the car plows into the eight hundred pound metallic uh, killbot. <laughs> the front of its hood shatters inward, and the car <laughs> pinwheels across all of the greyhounds <laughs> in the parking lot, uh, slowly screaming. To a, a, a blood red streak. Wow, Marty, you, you must have been eating your Burger King. 
Yeah, I've been hitting the aerobics class. Sorry about the jaw, Doc. No worries. Uh, uh, Doc takes out a, a small blue vial from his uranium protection suit. <laughs> oh, is is that mana? <laughs> that's right, Marty. And he swallows it in one gulp. His his jaw automatically heals. Whoa, Doc, that's an amazing invention. You just healed yourself no, 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 so no, no, quick. No, no, no. We're forget gonna be rich. That. We're forget, gonna be rich. Forget, gonna... forget about that. Forget about that. What? Look, look. And then they both look over and see the DeLorean, cold as ice, paradise. There's a couple of like frozen, smashed greyhounds <laughs> stuck to the sides of it. Uh, Einstein rolls down the frosted window, uh, takes off his sunglasses, <laughs> looks at Doc and Marty and says, hey guys, next time you drive. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Psst, 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 psst,